special. So it is the refreshing podcast as I'm joined in a lecture theatre at Studio One at the Assembly with David Badil. David, welcome. Hi, Johnny. Um, Hi. Thank you. I just realised why it's called the refreshing podcast. Yes. Because you're sponsored by a drink. Yeah. Right, I've got it now. Okay, right, yeah. It's, it's all tied together. It is, yeah. Are you happy with that? I'm happy, yeah. <laughs> as you drink the water, though, yeah, but I can yeah. give you some more of the hard stuff. So. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> so David's got a couple of different shows here. We'll touch on the monkey barrel stuff in a little bit because there's a few work in progress is coming along, isn't there? But I've just had the pleasure of watching Jews Don't Count and The God Desire in person. If I just launch into that first, there was a touch and an element here of Bedeal and Skidder on plans with the fact that you are reading little bits and pieces from the book and then it opens up into a conversation. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, the only reason I think I referred to that in an interview that I did, it's unplanned insofar as I literally have no script. I just read a bit from each book and then say, say what do you want to talk about? And people ask questions or they tell me what they think about either... God and faith and atheism or about anti-Semitism and I just see where it goes it's very much not like Unplanned because Frank Skinner isn't here except actually in <laughs> spirit when I talk about him because I do sometimes talk about him because of the God desire but a bit of the God desire is about me talking about what it's like to have a very close friend who deeply believes in God which he does uh, so he's here in spirit but no it's not it's, it's a show it's kind of a weird show I like it a lot because it's very personal it's very intimate, and also it's sort of like me having to think quite deeply, not just comically, not just gaggy, like about what I'm trying to say in the moment. So it's sort of like if Unplanned was sort of a philosophy show, <laughs> a bit like that. <laughs> it's quite interesting with you saying in terms of the spirit of Frank Skinner almost, you know, touches on that kind of not that he's died obviously no, he hasn't died. But, yeah. but touching on that kind of God idea of something being there and that's kind of one of the things isn't it, like you don't mind people if they have that vision but it's kind of a searching for well, no, no, that vision that doesn't exist I mean, I mean a good example which I didn't talk about in the show today is that when I first met Frank and we were first becoming friends uh, like one of the first proper conversations we had he told me about how he was very worried about uh, the fact that he couldn't take communion because at the time he was divorced and if you're divorced you can't take communion because you're committing the sin of adultery if you're with another woman which he was he had a girlfriend and while you can't take communion you can't get absolution blah 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 and he's going on about this for ages and I didn't really know him at that point and then eventually I said, sorry, why are you bothered about all this? And he says, no, you don't understand. I think I will burn in hellfire because of this. And I'd literally never heard anyone say that because I don't live in 1603. <laughs> but here's my point, is it didn't make me think. I already had enough evidence. This was clearly a really intelligent, really funny bloke who I was really getting on with. It didn't make me think, oh, he's an idiot. It made me think that's really interesting. It's really interesting that someone so intelligent and clever and witty or whatever believes something that I might think to be a fantasy because it just makes it more interesting to, to be friends with him. It textures the relationship in a really interesting way. And that, I would say, is different from the way that social media and the modern sort of way of thinking is pushing us. The modern way of thinking is pushing us to a kind of binary where if someone doesn't think what you think, you should have nothing to do with them. And I really disagree with that. And I remember a joke years ago growing up and the comedian was saying, you know, religion kind of holding the world together divided by religion yeah and it's kind of that one thing where that's a, i don't know that joke but that's a really interesting thing because what that is an example of a joke that is also quite a profound bit of philosophy yeah isn't it i know i'm pushed for time and i obviously don't want to take up too much just on the book of jews don't count mm. you mentioned in terms of the story 
at the Tottenham Hotspur. Now, yeah. Bazzoli, despite this accent, I'm also a Chelsea fan. Okay. So we share that kind of, in, you know, and, good. And, and know some of the chants and have that little maybe inside knowledge of, yeah. of what is sometimes said from, from yeah. being on the terraces. Do you think sort of moving forward that is going to get better? Do you, you know, when you said you and your brother, or particularly yeah, yeah. your brother well, was Well, that was like, 2008. So I describe a story about how me and my brother got racially abused as Jews and no one did anything it's, no, it's less about there being a, an anti-Semite at a football match there's obviously going to be racist at a football match unfortunately but it's more about the fact that I was talking about a culture that I felt by 2008 and moved on yeah. and there are stewards who are supposed to be guarding against that and they didn't do anything because I've, that's part of my argument that there seems to be a a particular type of racism that is sort of not considered as important. Now, that was 2008, and things have definitely moved on, certainly at Chelsea, uh, because they've had initiatives, partly inspired, I think, by stuff I've done yep. uh, to combat anti-Semitism. I don't know what you think, but I think the actual chanting of the what I call the Y word is much, much less at Chelsea. It's, it's not much, much less at Spurs, yep. because Spurs have this notion that it's part of their identity. Uh, which I've always challenged, but I would say the pushback from Chelsea and other clubs, I, I hear from friends of mine who go to Arsenal, it's also lesser there, is not as much as it was. I still hear it. And it's I that message it. of enforcing it to say, no, enough's enough, and if you're saying yeah. you're going to get a lifetime ban and you're reading well, about that in the programme for that yeah, to be enforced. I don't, I don't know if that is still... I don't know, Johnny, you know, because, like, I do hear it, yep. and I've not seen anyone carted out the ground. <laughs> uh, but I definitely notice... I mean, I'll be... Maybe, like, I don't think it's quite right for this podcast, but there is a chant where the, the Y word appears, right? The famous Tottenham Hospital went to Rome to see the Pope, famous Tottenham went to Rome, and this is what he said. da 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 Tottenham are a bunch of... Right? Yeah. And what I've noticed is that the saying of the word actually goes down in volume. Like, when people right, sing okay. that, there's only a few people who self-muting. still... Self-muting. Yeah, self-muting. There's only a few people who still say the Y word in that chant. So <laughs> that's progress of a sort. Absolutely. Um, I just want to very quickly touch on it. It kind of moves us on. You've got three other shows. So let me explain. Over the last <laughs> ten years, I've done three one-man shows uh, that toured the country or in the West End, blah, blah, blah. And they were called... They were all called Not The Something, but they're three different shows. Fame, Not The Musical, My Family, Not The Sitcom, and Trolls, Not The Dolls. And I started in 2013, and I did my family in 2015, and most recently, Trolls, not the Dolls. So one is about fame, one was about my family, and one was about social media. Basically, I've done them, right? And I thought, right, I've finished with them, and then, not, supposed to, not sure I'm supposed to say that, but anyway... I know they're being recorded, aren't a they? A television company, a television okay, company. It's OK, yeah. a, You know, a broadcast channel. With a satellite dish, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Has, <laughs> has said we would like to film all three of these. So what that involves me doing is having to relearn them. Yeah. And the only one way of doing that with a stand-up show, which is doing it on stage. So I'm starting to do it here, which is one night each. It will be very scrappy. I will literally, because I haven't done these shows, some of them, uh, fame not for 10 years and I haven't sat at home learning it because you can't really do that with stand-up yeah. uh, you have to do it so I'm basically going to come on I'm going to have an iPad with the words on it but I'll come back to that and look at it whatever if things will go wrong I'll say oh bloody hell this bit doesn't work anymore <laughs> at all right it will be that kind of show that's why it's a work in progress yeah. show. as well as this show which is at lunchtime yes. so I'm doing at the monkey barrel I'm doing in three evenings, I'm doing those shows, which is literally, there's that bloke over there, his name is Julian, his idea, he said, if you're doing these shows, recording them for TV, you might as well start in Edinburgh, getting them up to speed. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. Working progress that you know, but progressing. Yeah, it's a sort of weird thing. It's not, because most working progress shows, and I, I did work in progress shows yep. for these three shows back in the day, 
that's trying completely new material. That's mainly what... But this isn't. This is old material, which I'm <laughs> dusted off, <laughs> dusted off and reheated and trying to get it back under my belt for a television recording, yeah. Uh, I will leave you out. I can't... Are we allowed to mention football? Yeah. OK, OK. Fine, fine. Um, Scotland game, 15th of June, 96. Oh, that you, one. That one. Well, I know, yeah. Now, I'm, I can say it because I'm English as well. <laughs> Living in Scotland and I have right. done for the best part of 18 yeah. months. You said... It was better than when your kids were being born. The fact that the crowd started to sing, I didn't it's, say going exactly it's going home. It's going. Hopefully, Seth Meyers. Yeah. Sorry, no. What you've done, yeah, is slightly. Um, <laughs> oh, did you see that on Seth Meyers? Uh, yeah. yeah, right. So what you've done is slightly. <laughs> did you say it? I need to watch it back now. Well, no, you've, you, you've made it sound. If any of my children are listening, slightly worse than it was. What I said was, it's a joke. You, I said you're supposed to think that the best day of your life is when your children are born. Sod that. It was the day that they sung Three Lions for the first time at Wembley. But obviously that, that is a joke. Although it was, abs- was absolutely brilliant. I mean, the key element of that was that Three Lions had been out for a little while and we kind of thought it was over. It, it, two weeks before the tournament, it went to number one, then it got knocked off by the Fugees. Um, and I think <laughs> me and Frank and Ian Brody thought, well, that was nice, but that's that. Like all football songs, they yeah. come and go. Not that turned out to be wrong. This is not a football <laughs> song that came at the very went because halfway through the Scotland game, England turned it round and started playing well, and Gaza scored that goal and whatever. And then when we were, England and Scotland walked off, they put the song on. A DJ put the song on, and, and everyone joined in. Yeah, and that is really an amazing moment because what you have to imagine is me and Frank. I don't know if Ian was there. Had no idea at that point. We know now whatever it is years later yeah, 25 uh, years yeah, on the rest. we know now that the country has taken that song to heart yeah. we didn't know then so what you have to imagine is the enormity I can still feel it now and it's giving me goose pimples of <laughs> Wembley old Wembley everyone in the ground seeming to know the lyrics There's no screens by the way yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in those days knowing the lyrics of a song that we'd written only about like well it only come out like two weeks beforehand three weeks beforehand I mean that's amazing so that was, yeah, that was brilliant. It was amazing. Have you packed the England shirt in Scotland, though? I, I have not, no. <laughs> I, I have not. I don't actually carry an England shirt with me everywhere. <laughs> I thought that was just part and parcel, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, David, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Cheers, um, The tour and storytelling at its best and seeing that in person has been fantastic. Oh, great, thank David, you so thank much. you so much for your time. Thanks, bye. Summer Refreshed.